Hey, welcome to the Way Podcast. I'm Zarek Khan, co-founder and head of marketing at Keymakers Media. And I'm Varun Parmara, co-founder and CEO at Traya. And we are the hosts of the Way Podcast, a show that aims to elevate voices that are interesting and meaningful come together to create value, creating maximum impact through minimal conversations. But before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. StuMax VIP is a student privilege feature where students will get an opportunity to directly connect to various industry mentors and also avail exclusive discounts for various courses both technical and non-technical. Sign up today to get free access to a technical course, 12 webinars and direct connect to the best mentors. Let's get started with our show. We as students always wonder how life after college would be. We have a buffet of choices to consider. We can either drop out or graduate and start a business or even get a job. One such person who has explored all of these options is here with us today. He is someone who loves to run his own show and gave a TEDx talk twice. He was also listed among world's 25 young entrepreneurs in 2010. He's a good friend and the king of design and content. He is King Siddharth. Thanks for joining on this episode, Siddharth. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having uh, me over, folks. I'm doing great. Uh, before we get uh, started, Siddharth, how do we address you exactly? Do we call you King Siddharth, King or just Siddharth? Either three of them work. I prefer Siddharth though. <laughs> Alright, so before we get started, Siddharth, um, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit more about yourself? So I uh, right now I do manage product and design at this company called Headout.com. Uh, we sell experiences uh, across the world. So. Right now, our post-COVID situation, it, business is redefining itself. The market will change. Um, that's my primary day job. Apart from that, I run a YouTube channel where I teach folks about design, uh, product management, startups, technology, personal finance. On the sides, I keep um, going to colleges to talk about the same topics, which I've been doing since past 10 years. I've been blogging on the same topics uh, since past um, over a decade now. And uh, those are some of the items, things that I do. Uh, I became a self-learned designer and I dropped out of college. I was uh, in second year, I was studying fine arts. So in brief, uh, very brief, uh, that is my short introduction. All right. So, you know, a lot of us are locked up in our homes right now. How's that going uh, for you? And how do you keep yourself excited? How is content coming along? So, uh, living alone, so I, I'm living alone, which means uh, most of the household stuff I'm managing, cooking for myself, etc. So, uh, plus doing the, uh, you know, the day job. So, the uh, simplest thing that I've found that works for me is keeping myself busy in a variety of things, which means uh, I've split my d- uh, day work into multiple, uh, you know, three hour, two hour sessions, which means I'll work for two hours, finish all the meetings, then go cook something or clean, clean up the kitchen, then come back, uh, work for another three, four hours and go back to painting or, you know, practicing some music. <clears throat> so just uh, keeping a variety so the mind is busy in a variety of things that has worked a lot for me second thing that is working great for me uh, to f- let the creativity keep flowing especially in terms of creating content and you know that requires a special kind of focus because you can very easily feel demotivated uh, you can just th- there's a loss of meaning of life given that you know there's so much variety that we are not able to experience because we are locked down in our ha- homes so uh, Meditation and mindfulness help, uh, is helping me a lot. Uh, it's been helping me a ton. Uh, I've always been a proponent of meditation and mindfulness, but during these times, it's almost a lifesaver. I can't imagine functioning without mindfulness or meditation at this point. So that's uh, 
and content has been coming up uh, you know a lot more than usual uh, early uh, early on during the lockdown phase it did not happen i think it took a good 2 3 months 2 months to settle down and have a schedule now that i have a schedule right now but now i know how to sneak in you know a video here and a video there and finish some editing so right after we record this podcast i'll go back to editing a video which i hope to release like the coming week so that's how it's working out um already said also you know um the way you uh, gave your brief uh, we know for a fact you know how much your uh, content range ranges you know we can probably talk to you about any subject matter but today we kind of want to stick to two things um one is personal branding and the other would be entrepreneurship and starting with entrepreneurship uh, we know you have done your first project back in like 10th grade it's pretty quick and since that time you have come a long way you have been giving speeches in colleges for 10 years now uh what we would want to know is what was your favorite part about it and which was the most impactful project you did right uh, i think uh, my favorite part has always been trying something new uh, and collaborating with different people early on most of the projects that i did were related to art uh, when i was a kid before 10th grade let's say uh, and those were more mostly solo projects but then i started you know realizing that teams can do much more so i would say my favorite projects have been where i pushed my own boundaries initially there was a filmmaking project that i did that uh, i had big ambitions around like i want to make a 10 minute 30 minute feature film and ended up making a 3 minute film which was okay like for uh, for the first film it was not bad but now that i look back at it 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 wasn't all that great but it was great in terms of what it taught me about how to function with a team and how to uh, you know be patient about your own idea you can't go and attempt in the first go your first 30 minute short film you got to build up you know you 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 need compounding you need to learn the basics and then you build up to that moment so that was that was one of my favorite projects after that another favorite of my projects throughout my uh, if we look at my design work and product work has been payment link and smart link at instamojo uh, payment link is something we launched about 6 years ago uh, back th- when paytm was a recharge website and uh, none of these payment gateways etc exist- existed only big companies like flipkart or if you had big bank balance or vc if you're a vc back business could you get a payment gateway so that changed the industry so much that almost all competitors now have payment links or something equivalent banks are building that feature that's something i'm very proud of because that uh, almost a change uh, uh, you know the way uh, we uh, you know you, you know the industry behaves how msme get their work done so that's something i'm very proud of and uh, i but i still believe the work i'm really really proud of is yet to come in the future but the like i said like most of the projects that teach me push my boundaries have i'm really really like proud of and these two would specifically come, come to mind because they were very different from what, what i've typically done and they came with a big turning point in my life right and also what i find interesting is how you brand yourself as king you know how did you come up with that concept that that's that was very that's a very interesting question uh, i've answered that multiple times and uh, i think uh, the what i like about your framing varun is you understand that as personal branding it's not my real name and that started uh, back in uh, a lot of folks just believe uh, you know like that's my name and especially that started back in uh, school days when i started freelancing i uh, uh, that is the time around facebook uh, invites started coming in from us universities to india right and if you got an invite you really wanted to make an account back then i did not have computer or uh, internet connection so my friend uh, i passed the invite link to my friend who created an account for me and because i was a blogger back then i used to use multiple names 
one of the names i picked up from a school play where we were trying to do this satire on political you know situation uh, where we were pretending to be royalty and we would address each other as king siddharth queen this king that so uh, that was one of the interesting names i picked up for my blogs and it kind of stuck around especially with uh, the uh, you know the western folks i used to work with they were my clients they would not they would have a real hard time you know trying to pr- pronounce or understand indian names so when they saw king siddharth they would just stick to king and they'll be like yeah that's that's like very easy to pronounce i'll stick to that so over time i did not realize but it became a very strong brand from seven eight names that i started with with different blogs this one name stuck around so much uh, both in india and abroad and everywhere online that it became impossible to get rid of it and eventually i just gave up and realized yeah that's the brand like people don't forget i remember this specifically once calling up a vendor to inquire about co- quotation for some uh, you know headphones etc we were buying and i'm like hey i'm siddharth uh, calling from this is this uh, company and we need quotation for this is like who i'm like siddharth from this company uh, not sorry i'm not uh, you know i bought this from you i i visited your store yesterday uh, sorry no king siddharth or oh, then he was like you should say that no like why are you going like siddharth so that's when i like you know started realizing that you know that's your brand like uh, people remember you and i find username everywhere like except for tiktok i found username everywhere so why not uh, that that has been my strategy so it it just works it and uh, another thing that that it does is it sounds very pompous and pretentious and you know uh, self whatever like uh, it just sounds very weird from from a distance and that's that's intentional you know like if you judge people uh, by name if you judge people by the kind of brand they have sure like if you judge uh, you've got to judge some book uh, you know something about the book by the cover but if you have just made a complete judgment that this person is not worth talking to then uh, we were probably not going to have a great conversation anyway so if you can get beyond that uh, initial barrier then i know we're going to have a great discussion and i know that uh, in most places it's the icebreaker right if you have nothing else uh, to talk to uh, me about you will just come up with like what is this king business about so it works great in all aspects for me also also people think it's it's your real name because uh, you branded it so well everywhere and anywhere you know uh, they really think it's your real name right. you have to explain them all the time <laughs> you're right i think i think that's what happened with me i think when varun told me about you i i actually thought your name was king until yesterday <laughs> and then he was like no man it's it's just siddharth <laughs> that happens that happens a lot that happens a lot and especially like when i go to colleges uh, all the uh, older folks who don't understand internet uh, or, or you know username culture they'll be like uh, did your parents name you king i'm like no like like i i'm sure like punjabi parents would do that <laughs> you know punjabi parents would do that they will name their kids happy lucky so why not king uh, but no they did not they named me siddharth no last name uh, but internet requires last name so this sticks around so yeah i i uh, me and the internet made it happen and my audience yes all right so you know obviously you have developed it consciously and it's such a well thing like when i write king siddharth on the internet it, it's just you um right so if somebody is even looking, though big boss big boss tried to have like several kings siddharth big boss keeps having like kings siddharth every now and then i keep seeing tweets and new accounts but they can't beat my seo strategy it's built over decades so you know what would you tell somebody who actually wants to develop a personal brand of their own you know what are the principles do you think they need to follow right so i think uh, one of the primary things uh, when you're starting out a personal brand especially in initial days try multiple things uh, you can even go under multiple pseudo names uh it's and don't focus on the logo colors and all that consistency just try different ideas and things because you you may think that you know you want to create content around uh five items but you will realize only three out of them 
your audience responds to or there may be a sixth item that you never thought about but your audience wants to hear from you around that so first you want to find your audience brand is a promise right if we define it simply uh, and brand is a promise when you look at uh, you know what can what promise are you giving me as a person that's what you want to develop as compared to companies one of the biggest differences for personal brand is that you don't focus on one vision that is true forever instead your personal evolution becomes the story the narrative you have so maybe you know varun was initially interested in x topic then he got interested in finance then he got interested in startup content marketing design so that evolution that i'm following right uh, with your story is what becomes your narrative what becomes your brand i know you for that so personal brands are very subtly different in that way uh, and one of the, the they're built around providing value right what can i change in my audience's life so today if you spend 5 minutes looking at my content or if you spend 20 minutes or you know 30 minutes listening to this podcast what can you take away from this can i give you some value right that is what personal brand is built around people remember you for what you did for them and when you do this at mass scale that is when brand starts to happen so a lot of uh, things that you see me experimenting with uh, start with one on one experiments a lot of q and a kind of style or a lot of you know paintings sharing the paintings this all is happening over dms first and then i make it into a mass scale experiment and then i use twitter for such experiments as well so you can do a lot of experiments using social media and what kind of stories you want to tell what kind of information you want to give and uh, people are usually afraid like uh, there'll be a lot of students listening to this or there'll be a lot of young creatives or you know professionals listening to this wondering i'm just starting out my career or my career has not even started what can i build my brand around then build a brand around what you're learning what you're teaching yourself you like reading books start a you know youtube channel or a podcast reviewing books you like uh, you know you would trying to develop your english skills i want to see a youtube a channel uh, you struggling over time and improving your english so i can relate to it and i can follow along never underestimate uh, the uniqueness the, and the power of the uniqueness of your story uh, imagine your younger self right there are several things that only younger varun or you know younger irfan could explain uh, uh you, you know that person uh, only you could explain that to your, your younger version and that's why you want to create the content that's what you keep in mind that if you lost make it for your past self and suddenly you will realize that you are not alone there's a whole lot of audience that wants exactly that that understands your style that uh, only you make sense to them not many people who ha- might have made thousand written a thousand articles or made a thousand videos on that topic so give value try multiple things do a multiple experiments share your journey and if you're confused make the entire experiment around uh, finding what you like online and th- that will be your personal brand that this person experiments right and also you have executed a lot of ideas we discussed on dms you know uh, back back then when we used to right. uh, uh, talk about resumes and you know uh, how people can get started with personal finance and all so that's something a uh, lot of people don't do like you know they they don't execute what uh, ideas they get on you know what they think of so that's something that i find really interesting about you right. and also uh, people adopt different social roles in different contexts despite our strong intuitions that people have stable personalities mm-hmm. estimates of personality and other traits are surprisingly unstable and uh, predicting behavior based on personality is even harder also in a way it's interesting to see how people how we tend to present ourselves on social media and how we are in real life so so say that how do you think uh, social and psychological dynamics work on social media love that question varun and uh, i want to begin with this statement that social media is a lie right uh, what what do i mean by that uh, it is not a lie in terms of that those things don't happen sure they happen but it's lying to you in terms of the frequency intensity and consistency of those things happening right so you look at travel vloggers 
very much polished roles right very polished very you know consistent that every day i have something to post something happy to share but um, behind the scenes it's all batch processing right uh, most likely entire weeks content uh, even for personal brands was created in one sitting so you're seeing uh, you know like one hours result over the course of weeks and it's a very curated very polished like you said varun uh, uh, you know approach to content creation because you you're not sharing everything you're not seeing a 100% look into somebody's life it's only the slices i want you to see to build a certain kind of narrative right uh, is that unethical at certain times it can get very unethical right when you borderline a gaslighting or borderline presenting something uh, which is unattainable right let's say you say that i uh, uh, you know exercise every day when you actually don't then it starts to get into unethical zones right but uh, as audience you i think the biggest benefit you can uh, take away is to understand that there's a lot happening behind the scenes to create the content and uh, it's mostly uh, you know a batch processed created in one sitting and then distributed over time and redistributed over time and uh, what it looks so the feeling it gives you is not what's ha- is not what's happening it's not like comedians are coming or funny people on instagram are coming up with funny stuff every day or every week they came up with it once and then they sat down and they recorded bunch of stuff and now they are revealing it over time right another piece that you uh, mentioned on uh, uh, was you know uh, how do we like you know this execution bit right what happens a lot of us will get ideas that we get stuck around in our head and we don't know how to execute one of the biggest things i don't think i execute well i think if i started executing even 10% of ideas i get i would be in much better place but i am fo- trying to focus on getting deeper into the ideas that i do execute but what has worked for me in terms of improving that frequency of how many ideas i uh, take action on is taking the pressure off i'll tell you if you go watch my first youtube video you can see the nervousness on my face like i'm like i've given talks after talks i've given like 40 plus talks i've stood in front of a lot of audience as spontaneously given to, uh, you know speeches it's just a camera like the audience is not even here what is so much like what is bothering me so much right and then i out loud said to myself okay i'm going to record this just uh, to try it out i'll watch back i'll see what to improve and then i'll do the actual recording this does not go online i'm not making a youtube channel i'm not making a brand here i'm just trying a video to see how it feels and then i was able to sit down in one sitting and narrate the entire thing even now i look back i was still very nervous but that was a major improvement it took me 6 months so we had a lot of pressure on to ourselves you know psychologically speaking this is what's going to happen because when we imagining we like to build on top of ideas that vision is great that keeps the juices flowing but that same vision will disarm you will disable you when you're trying to take action because it becomes pressure right because now it's not just a video it's your goddamn brand it's a start of a youtube channel you better get it right that's just too much pressure and execution will never happen uh, so whenever you are failing to execute whenever you want to do something you know you want to do something but it's not happening try to see where can you take off some pressure people try to do the opposite and try add some pressure i'll make list i'll set alarms but you're just making the thing worse the reason this happens is because in psychology unknown we you fear from un, uh, you know unknown and a fear is a response that your brain uses to know what it should prevent you from getting into uh, to prevent you from getting into danger so when you add pressure your brain is perceiving this as danger so it will do everything in its power to prevent you from acting on it and it will devise new subconscious ways to prevent you from acting on it and you will be surprised at how how big a deal is it why can't i just exercise why can't i just make this youtube video why can't i just get started on this and that's the reason you can't because the best of your brain is right now invested in preventing you from doing what it perceives your brain perceives to be a danger 
so take off the pressure and watch magic happen that's really interesting man and also uh, sita this is a little off topic you know uh, but i recently worked on exciting project with uh, university of netherlands on organizational behavior and you and i had a conversation about it a while back usually managers look at organizations from management point of view and how different are dynamics when we look at organizations from behavior and psychological point um so um i think organization behavior is a very much a subject of psychology because um and multiple like sociology and multiple other to- topics because you know we uh, and, and I, i think you brought up an interesting topic where, where managers typically are more interested in optimization for process for business for given metric while we see uh, typically in traditional literature we see leadership our leaders uh, as a word used for people who want to optimize for organizational behaviors themselves right and uh, there, there there's a tons of things uh, you know to look around uh, there, for example there's lack of diversity we look at there's uh, issues like uh, you know um, politics in uh, that people complain about workers so stress that people complain about lack of meaning there's a survey done in harvard business review where people don't find happiness at work but happiness is not the right thing to look for in work either maybe because happiness is not something you should condition yourself to like you know after that uh, i achieve that i'll have it that's a the whole lot's different subject but meaning at work is a new discussion that is starting to happen that you need to find work meaningful and that is a generation problem as well uh, if you ask your parents if, if i talk to my parents they were more interested in just like getting a decent job and sticking to it and making it big over the course of years right my grandfather stayed with the same company throughout his life right for me and my generation that's like unimaginable right so organization behavior keep evolving keep changing the social dynamics and the business models that revolve around that keep changing for example now flipkart has to think about how to protect the swiggy f- f- uh, sorry the f- delivery folks right swiggy has to think about that when uh, these folks reach out for delivery so organization behavior is a vast 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 subject and if you start studying psychology cognitive psychology and so uh, you know a little bit of uh, behavioral economics and game theory uh, especially incentives i think game theory and incentives are one of the best ways to understand organizational behaviors and you know uh, tashli around you like you take a understand a bit of game theory and you will suddenly see your eyes open up to a whole new world that you did not see happening before i hope uh, that we touched upon thing you were trying to address varun i'm not sure like if that's what you were asking yeah that, that's all about you know the uh, the work and reward and how people uh perform in an organization and how do they get rewarded right and 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 the interesting part is uh you want to obvious rewards are you know uh, right in front of eyes that we often understand them decently enough is the unspoken rewards right and the second order effect and the third order effect that we miss out in organizational behavior you never know what incentive you set in your sales team maybe having bad repercussions in your let's say underwriting team right so these become interesting very interesting topics uh, but that's a whole lot of subject we can do like a series of podcast on organizational behavior uh, uh, but yeah like study game theory is is a good starting point already said that so you know those are some really in depth answers i think i'm probably going to re listen to the podcast once the post production is done just to churn out points from it um <laughs> i'm glad yeah so anyways we are moving to a segment where we try to get a little bit personal and you know try to understand the psyche of a person that has resulted in what they have become today but before we get there uh one question i would want to ask you is to the entrepreneurs listening uh what would you tell them is the most important trait in an entrepreneur you need to develop or at least have i think uh i i'm not sure like if people are born with it or they hone it but for sure like it needs honing over time and you develop it over time and it's curiosity 
and a relentless resourcefulness these two qualities i would say are very important let's quickly speak about them curiosity is constantly questioning things constantly finding uh, you know asking questions and gen- like generally being curious and genuinely curious right and we see our children continuing to carry that from childhood and i think encouraging that is very beneficial for entrepreneur because we need to see everything in a new light we have to find new ways to break the value chain and find some new value addition or you know to improve some efficiency in the process or find new ways of doing things and that requires questioning the second thing i would suggest uh, people to uh, you know build is re- relentless resourcefulness uh, which is an attitude of if this doesn't work i'll try that if that doesn't work i'll try that you never run out of answers right that sort of attitude of like i never run out of options i'm always trying to make the best of what i have around me is the entrepreneurial resourcefulness that we speak about one of my first youtube videos i did not have lights i did not have anything so um, you know i just use broad daylight then when i started getting serious about it then i invested in lights uh, when i finally had some time and money to spare for it and uh, you know over time I, like just building that sort of uh, that that sort of behavior even today i don't have like a dslr or a- anything i'm just recording all of those on my iphone which is good enough so uh, this is just my personal example this is to be honest a very bad example i, I think my childhood has better examples of me trying to uh, you know make soft toys so i made three soft toys and i sold two for uh, and recovered the money for all three the you know the raw material for three and made some profit so just these small kind of things is uh, this is the entrepreneurial gene what we call right this constant resourcefulness and thinking how do you add value right why would somebody pay you for doing x uh, which otherwise was not available and i was able to command like as a child a premium on the software toys because my choices were uh, really my choice of color my choice of fabric uh, in what i chose to make that software that teddy bears really stood out uh, and like i then i knew that i could uh, command a premium because none of the other things in the store look like that so uh, this is what i mean by relentless resourcefulness you know this combined curiosity and resourcefulness uh, is exactly the trait uh, that is encouraged that, that i see encouraged in most entrepreneurs yeah i think the way you talk about resourcefulness we have it in our indian culture you know we have this idea of jugad karo right bootstrapping just, just do jugad bootstrapping yeah and i feel like it can be incul- inculcated but i think we lack in curiosity a little a lot in fact our culturally culturally our uh, you know indian culture like discourages curiosity like why are you asking question respect your elders don't question back so that uh, you know eventually you leads you to non scientific sort of inquiry where uh, you take experience number of years on all those wrong signals as as the substitute for the truth the right answer and then we see repercussions of that in our society with from whatsapp lynchings to bad people getting elected etc etc these are all result of us uh, as a society substituting the truth for other signals like hey i'm older hey i'm elder hey i'm senior hey i'm this and uh, but this curiosity focuses uh, you know forces you to focus on the truth and to respect nothing but the truth right and the scientific inquiry of uh, uh, finding personal and scientific truths and that's where you start to realize that okay there's nature of two truths that in uh, you know that our culture especially struggles with you will see people fighting about personal truths like my religion is better there your religion is better or my way of eating is better your way of eating is better but then you realize hey you know, a person born in us will always think us is the best country person born in india will always think india is the best country and they are both right because that is their personal truths it is not a scientific nature uh, you know kind of truth and we can all have our personal truths and we need not fight about them versus scientific truths like whether coronavirus exists or not that is not debatable that's a scientific truth that your religion does not we do we shouldn't give a shit about your religion in that case right so and all of this debate only can happen when you let curiosity flourish and 
as a culture uh, uh, in parenting in as a society as an education system we have failed uh, our children's our generation's curiosity royally i i think i completely agree with that i mean we are good with resourcefulness but lack when it comes to curiosity um anyway siddharth you know you have mentioned about your childhood and that you may have better examples from that time uh i would want to know we would want to know the listeners everyone that what are those experiences from when you were a child that shaped you there there are tons of those i think uh, i eventually like <laughs> would require a biography or an autobiography but like to uh, uh, most of those influences revolve like i said around finding people who uh, evoke new questions more curiosity or i saw a new way of being resourceful that i did not see before those have been the most impactful ones the one that really stood uh, out you know test of time and i, I as to highlight some of them i think uh one of them was just uh, hearing stories of different folks right like and watching young folks do crazy stuff like i used to watch on tv okay this young actor uh, you know became uh, was the lead in harry potter or this young person started facebook or this you know different kind of stories like make you go go believe like okay this traditional way of existing where i have to get a degree and uh, you know find my place in society is not the only way and that uh, largely shaped my rest of you know the rest of my approach to life then i started questioning everything like uh, i remember having the longest debate with my father uh, in my 12th grade like why do i need to go co- to go to college in his mind the framework was everyone goes to college obviously going to college and my question was tell me why like i am interested in tech i am interested in design i am interested in building startups and a degree is not going to help my career at all in fact none of them are teaching anything worthwhile like in fact right now i'm uh, as a consultant i'm hiring freelancers and i'm interviewing some of these folks who have degree and they know nothing right from their degrees um and that's when it's it started to really change for me more and more right i started to question, uh, then i went to arts uh, fine arts college uh, because i wanted to save time so i could focus on my business um the startup i started back then a uh, ux design agency and started realizing like how really like the culture of the college really is it was more about pleasing the professor than actually doing your job properly and being professional and it was more around like you know like no one was really interested in art they were more interested in just like people politics because that was more fascinating because people were just utterly bored and what we actually learned was from our se- seniors like watching them do painting watching them use a brush watching them blend colors um this was the true learning that that i realized okay i'm a learner uh, you know uh, that who learns by watching other people do more than anything else you can give me lectures but if i see you do something i will remember it forever and that's when a turning point happened when i started realizing about self awareness and how important it it is to realize how you function how what are the parameters that are important to you and that's when you start to realize okay self awareness is probably one of the biggest uh, you know uh, weapon or you know uh, benefit like the biggest uh, gold mine that you can have in your own psyche and that shaped uh, the rest of my journey was shaped by uh, consistently going back to the idea of self awareness and increasing that and just uh experimenting with that so i i i would say those have been the, some of the key turning points and you know uh insights that led to where i am today that's really interesting and also talking about this uh, uh, this question we always ask a guest if you get a chance to reconsider any decisions that you have made in your life what would that be i one of the things that principles i live by is the principle of least regret which means i end up maximizing experimentation looking and and uh, which ends up like, like you know looking like crazy from the other side from the audience side but that also means that i would not reconsider most of the decisions in my life especially the important ones the only thing i would probably do is be just crazier even crazier and more fearless in terms of experimentation and taking my chances that's the only thing i would i would do 
crazy but i would not change any other decision because even the wrong ones and especially the wrong ones are key in making me who i am today right uh, because successes are one in like 100 right items you try and you will really consider success for example um, i uh, many folks like are like oh you have like now an audience on youtube channel i'm like are you kidding me like i have like nothing in name of subscribers i have just 40 videos when i'm at my 100 video i'll think i'm serious about it and at my 1000 video i'll go like okay this l- really looks like i'm serious about it so that are, those are my personal parameters because they come from self awareness I, i don't suggest you follow the same parameters you discover for yourself but i know i can very easily do 40 or something 100 of something without really getting serious about something just because i'm generally curious so uh, once i made like a 100 videos a 1000 videos that's when i'll know okay maybe i'm serious about youtube and you know i want to consider till then it's just an experimentation phase so um you know uh, i i i i hope i did not go too off topic but i would not reconsider but i would totally do even wilder experiments and encourage myself uh, to go crazy um already said that so again once again those are some really in depth answers and uh, i'm sure that you know there's a lot of value to the listeners even to me and varun uh, when we re listen to this when we go through it uh, however we are coming to the end of the episode and before we wrap it up uh, what would be the you know the lesson or a message you would want to leave the audience with there are two three things i would want to speak about, uh, about and i would try to put them in same uh, sort of narrative first thing obviously keep your curiosity alive that's your first superpower your second superpower is being resourceful your second superpower uh, third superpower which is highly important is being square with yourself what i mean by that is be honest with yourself don't lie to yourself like develop just develop that honesty within like you may lie to the world but don't lie to yourself otherwise otherwise you're just living a lie uh, the fourth thing is like i spoke about is uh, you know um, uh, just this general idea of taking the pressure off of uh, letting yourself be and uh, be, be developing self awareness and the last thing i want to talk about is especially in today's day and age and especially on the topics we touched upon today in this social world in this glamour glamour world where every single field from entrepreneur to designer to engineer to software chip designer which were hidden field now are being glamorized you got to know who you what you truly believe in are you interested in this for legit or just the glamour of it looks interesting to you because being an entrepreneur being in startup or being any of these things are not is not easy so what you want to do is uh, study this thing called selection bias or survivorship bias what happens in society is we look at successful people or whom we consider successful we interview them and we go like okay this is the formula there are countless books written by in fact famous people who go like okay these are 25 stories or in fact i have been in one of those books that this is the formula that you can follow but uh, that's not how it works folks there are uh, for every one successful person who did xyz let's say who woke up early really worked hard really worked smart really studied hard uh, there are hundreds and thousands of folks who did exact same thing and were not successful but you will never hear their story because media and we are looking only for successful story that is the nature of survivorship survivorship and uh, your selection bias so study about survivorship bias and selection bias don't fall into the trap of glamorized way of living and gla- glamorized way of picking your career and what to pick in your life uh find your own work on self awareness work on curiosity and then when you find in a streak inside you will not need an outside motivation to keep you going motivation and inspiration are two different thing i do not believe in a motivation motivation is like arranged marriage when your parents are telling you to get married 
and inspiration is like love marriage where you like you telling your parents hey I, you better get me married so uh, you want to be in the second situation where the feeling of you wanting to act comes from inside and not from outside so that's my one message i hope there are much of things but i hope i was able to like form it into a narrative that makes sense that's really really valuable man and also and also many of our listeners would be interested to getting in touch with you uh, where can our listeners find you you can find me on instagram i'm king siddharth or you can just google king siddharth or you can search on king siddharth on youtube uh, on every platform that you may exist on instagram snapchat twitter uh tiktok uh, youtube google wherever you, you know whatever your format you like i most likely exist there and if i don't exist and on your favorite platform just let me know i also have a podcast that you can search for it's called anamorphic where we speak to various professionals especially designers and product managers and entrepreneurs in startup world on how they uh, work things out but uh, if you're a visual person definitely check out the youtube channel and let's talk if you want to get in touch uh, best way is to dm me on instagram uh that is where i'm most active today like dm on instagram if you're not there just email me just google for my name and you'll find all these links all right tapping it up thanks for doing this siddharth uh great talking to you thanks for having me over this was really good thank you for coming on the show siddharth thank you for doing this uh this was awesome and folks folks if you're listening in don't forget to share it with a friend who may find it useful and that was all for today's episode of the wave is direct and varun stay tuned and check out our instagram dawae podcast to connect with us and the guests you can read the key insights of this podcast on boredom.in boredom.in is a youth lifestyle blog that every generation z person should be read new episodes out every saturday on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from keep listening to the wave